With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, guys? It's Cody here for the Kayfabe Report. Uh, Steve is back this week. Finally. Um, we had a, we had one week where we were off. Then it was me just by myself due to sickness and illness and whatever. And then uh, now it's now it's both of us again. So we're back. And uh, this week we're going to talk about all things WWE, uh, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, and everything that's been going on storyline wise. And Pat McAfee about how he's such a tool bag. Uh, Goldberg calls Roman Reigns a joke. And we're going to finally do the Dudley Boys reimagining in Billy and Chuck. So, all that and more on the Kayfabe Report. Thank you for listening to the Three Count Wrestling Podcast. A podcast made by fans for fans. Join me, the Professor Cody Wilson, and stunning Steve Krasniak for news, general topic discussions, predictions, and reviews here on the Light Blue Podcast Network. And now, here's me. Thanks, me, for that awesome intro. Hey, Steve, how you doing, buddy? A lot better than I was last week. Yeah. <laughs> Needless oh, to say, Taco Bell did not agree with me, people. Yeah, that's well. That's what always happens when you eat Taco Bell. I can't help it; they're cheap. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it is, uh, it's been a really rough week for news. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Holy shit, a lot yeah. has been going on. Yeah. Uh, just... I just want to touch on this. Uh, what's your thoughts on Marty Jannetty being a dumbass? <laughs> on a scale of one to duh, <laughs> I go and... duh, I duh. <laughs> He's just like uh the statute of limitations I think have passed. So uh I'm I'm going to announce that I think I killed someone. <laughs> Folks, we've all seen the movie Tropic Thunder, I'm assuming. I hate using this one word, but in this sense I'm not saying derogatory. Robert Downey Jr.'s character tells Ben Stiller's character, never go full retard. Now, that's going to be referred to as never go full Janetti. Yeah, never go full Janetti. Being a Janetti in your tag team now means a whole lot different. Um, <laughs> yeah, it uh, does. Also, a quick uh, sad note. Uh, Kamala has passed away at age 70. Yeah. News just broke about that. Um, yeah, I just found out about that, like, maybe ten minutes before I logged on. Yeah, same here. I was like, holy crap. 
Um, the only thing I really remember about Kamala was his casket match with Undertaker. That's it. That's all I remember of Kamala. I was very young with Kamala, and I'll admit there was a brief couple years when I was a kid where I didn't like wrestling. It it was what it was. But I remember watching Kamala and just the goofiness he portrayed as you didn't see a lot of heavy set men at the time when he first started. There was a few, but there wasn't a lot. Like if you could it was like what, Earthquake, uh him Yoko Yoko and um, Bam Bam, I think. Bam Bam, yeah. Like those were like the top main Vader. Vader. I think you said Vader, I can't remember. Yeah. Like it 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 was a a really like who's who of big guys like not looking like like muscular muscular but had some Past. athleticism to them. Right, and just overall Kamala, yeah, being a big silly guy, but once that bell ring, it was like remember when Festus was duh and then the bell rang and he turned into a monster. Turned yeah, that's kinda what that's kinda what like Kamala as soon as the bell rang, he got serious. But yeah, I there's so there's I can't pinpoint just one thing about him. Yeah. I yeah, same it's, here. Besides that big old crescent moon on his nip, but other than that Yeah, it was like he had a whole bunch Oh, I take that back. There was one other good memory I had of Kamala. Two thousand five Raw Diva search. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm trying to remember if I yeah, I did block that out of my memory. So, I don't know if you remember this or not, Steve. They had, I think they had to sell ice cream to Kamala or something like that. Like they Oh, had to, dear God. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was something fucking stupid as hell. Michelle Kamala, McCool. Um, uh, who else? Christy Hemi, I think, was in that year. Yeah, but it was, of course, Kamala was a full-blown character, as you do. And it was hysterical. Those women probably weren't they only ones that probably knew what was going on or whoever was producing it in kamala those poor girls had no idea oh god no oh those poor girls they didn't they had this was before like nxt was a game show type deal yeah when they (laughs) just were doing diva searches yeah so uh yeah we're gonna talk right now about how goldberg had an interview on a YouTube channel and called Roman Reigns a joke. Like I said uh, before we started, I might have a feeling this is not the first time he's called him that. And Goldberg seems to rotate into who he calls a joke. Like, oh, six months ago was Matt Riddle. Now it's Roman Reigns. And another six months, was it going to be friggin'... Well, um, I think the one with Matt Riddle got squashed because they did the whole Chronicle uh, thing with Goldberg, and they they showed him meeting Matt Riddle for the first time, and okay. Riddle didn't apologize for what he said. He's like, I meant what I said. You sucked. That match almost killed a legend. You're not a wrestler. Stay out of the business. Goldberg had to take that to the balls, kid. He's like, I'm not your bro, so don't bro me. But, you know, it's like, okay, like, whatever. Um, so, this is what he said in the interview. 
Quote, Roman, you're a joke, first of all. Second of all, when he ragged on me about headbutting the doors and stuff, you know, I never really explained my whole thought process on that. For you guys to get the character that you got, I had to do certain things. Well, one of them was headbutt the damn door, right? And that may, on the outside, look like a stupid move, but as I mentioned, we all weigh the positives and negatives. So it's very positive to make it as violent as humanly possible and as real as man as humanly possible. And all the negative is you lose a little blood and, hey, man, you get another concussion and a cut of week off your life. Wrestling was a whole different world before. If you think about it, 15, 20 years ago like it is now. 20... This was 21 years ago when he started becoming, like, famous, 2022. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, still, it's like, yeah, wrestling is, the PG era kind of killed a lot of it. Oh, without a doubt. So did some of the other things, like the brain injuries. But you don't see massive chair shots to the head. You don't see people... I'm not, I'm sure people know how they, sometimes it's genuine opening up, like when Les North randomly elbows down on friggin' Randy Orton's skull, or yeah. I'm sure we know the other way, we all seem beyond the mat, um, most of us I'm sure have, um, but yeah, nowadays it's like, you see the tiniest bit of blood and everybody freaks out. The referees didn't need rubber gloves back then when somebody had a nosebleed. Yeah. So it's just... It's ridiculous. It's like, not every match needs violence, but the ones that do have it... Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's They shouldn't even bother having it the Extreme Rules pay-per-view anymore, in my opinion. You don't think they ha- should have Extreme Rules matches anymore? They're good, but I mean, they could be so much better. You, do you think that everything has been almost to the point of watered down? Yes. Yes, I do. Ever since Vince bought ECW, when he did, because I used to go to ECW, I know we're going way back, people, but I used to go to ECW shows, and I was there the night Rob Van Dam leaped three rows deep twice on Bam Bam Bigelow to win the ECW television title he had until the company was ended. Well, no, he had it until he relinquished it due to a... Rhino was the last champion. Rhino was the last TV and world champion. And that's when the company, I'm saying, like, shortly after that's kind of when the company... Right. He had it for, what, 22 months, which was the longest reign of any champion in that company? Yep, and I was there the day it started. Wow, that's that's pretty cool, actually. And I was also there for their only pay-per-view they did there. But I'm just back to what we're talking about. Hardcore matches then versus hardcore matches now completely watered down. Right. So it's almost to the point where less is more at that front. Pretty much, yeah. If you're going to do a hardcore match... Just make it, you know, no DQ. Don't call it extreme rules. Make it no DQ so you might see a chair shot or two and maybe one table spot. Don't call it extreme rules because that usually means 
you got thumbtacks, you got multiple table spots, a ladder might come in. You, you'll see the ring crew's toolbox, stuff like that. Right. And we saw the ring crew, ring crew's toolbox in the eye for an eye match, which, oh boy, that was a great match. Um, <laughs> see, but in that instance, dated less, which gave us more. True. And I think that's another thing that, well, that's a whole nother topic for another day. We'll get into that probably another week. Um, yeah, definitely, because I can go on to that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this week on NXT, um, we saw Pat McAfee come and be a guest commentator for the Undisputed Era tag team title match. And Oh, uh, it looks like another Make-A-Wish got granted. <laughs> Oof. Ouch. What a zinger. Um, (laughs) He did an interview with ESPN's Get Up to Hype. I don't know what the hell that is. It's just another way of ESPN trying to ride WWE's coattails, I guess. I don't know. Um, It sounds like the ESPN ate the Ocho version of talk shows. Pretty much. That's what I was gathering. Um but he had two different topics he talked about on Adam Cole and what his training was and what he why he didn't want to look like a fool after taking up on Triple H's challenge. So on Adam Cole, he goes, I got two weeks to prepare for this guy who has been wrestling for 12 years. Over a decade. This man has been traveling the globe wrestling. He was in Ring of Honor. He was in New Japan. He was in CZW. This guy has made a living wrestling for over a decade. Some consider him the next Shawn Michaels, the next best wrestler of all time. And in two weeks, I'm going to walk in there and beat his ass. I was. I agree with everything the man said up until the last part. Especially with C- ROH is when I first discovered Adam Cole. Oh my god, here, I knew yeah. he was good. He was going to be an instant classic. Didn't get to see none of his New Japan stuff or much of his CZW. But those CZW people, it's Are glorified insane. backyard wrestling. It's glorified backyard wrestling almost at certain points. Right. Um, him but saying that he's going to go in and kick Adam Cole's ass. Sure. Whatever. Um, We've seen dumber. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence Taylor, uh, Stephen Amell, Drew Carey, uh, Steve-O, Chris Pontius, just to name a few. But as something tells me, though, if they do it again, especially with Adam Cole, with how genuine, like, fanfare he's got they did that to him that that's going to do some serious damage I think like I get if he's going to lose on his way up to the main roster yes he should lose but to to somebody that's you know going to benefit from it like an up and comer on the roster not just some non-wrestler celebrity that's going to get his 15 minutes of fame off of an established superstar going up. Well, okay. Don't get me wrong. I hate Pat McAfee. I think he's nothing but a punting fucking dick. He... I think he's a walking tool. No, because that means he's useful. He's not a tool. I'm talking about one one of those tools that, you know you think's going to work for something, but then you go to use it, and it's a piece of shit. 
I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just... <sighs> my My thing is... We saw this with Lawrence Taylor. We saw this with Refrigerator Perry. We saw this at WrestleMania 2 with a bunch of NFL guys. We saw Floyd Mayweather. Uh, we saw this with Floyd Mayweather. Well, okay, hold on. Floyd, May- Floyd Mayweather should not be in the same category as Pat McAfee and I'm just Lawrence Taylor. The only reason why, why I'm lumping him in, yes, he's more athletic than all of them. The reason why he's getting lumped in with it, I'm, lump- I'm ca- counting it as non-wrestling celebrities that are to come in and Yeah, play. but Floyd Mayweather That's was a I'm fighter. I know, but I'm just, in general, I was just like, uh, he could have been like like me or you, or could have been, you know, actual, you know, himself, which he was. It's just another celebrity that's never really been, a, like, done any WWE work. And then going on and winning a match. Well, I understand that to a point, but at the same time, you have to. You, I don't. Okay, I don't want to put Floyd in that group only because he. It's like putting Conor McGregor in that group. Conor McGregor could kick some ass. It's like, Floyd Mayweather can kick some ass when he needs to. Okay. What about a subcategory of that group? Ones that can actually produce. Okay, fine. Put him in that group. That's fine. But I understand what you're saying. It's like yeah. the celebrities with no WWE experience. Like no pro wrestling experience at all, and then winning a match. David Arquette. Um, well, okay, Steve-O and Chris Pontius don't really count to that because they didn't win a match, but they they went in with no experience whatsoever and just as stunt guys from Jackass right. and got killed by Umaga. Which was hysterical, rest in peace. But yeah, that was it was hysterical. Re- the NFL has been a part of WWE for so many different years. It's not even funny. Oh, how could we for- like they've made shots at the NFL, right. but then they've let their stars come in. Like they had the whole Pittsburgh Steelers team come in on behalf of Ben Roethlisberger and had a segment with the Big Show and Jericho. How I just I was instance we forgot about Dennis Rodman. I don't know how I feel about that one. I don't either, but I'm just saying it. Yet another <sighs> celebrity. Dennis Rodman, Carlo, Carlo Malone, um, Jay Leno. Yeah. Uh, God, you look back at WCW, right. there was a lot of... A lot of that shit going on. Oh my God. Like, so much. That's bad. Like, WCW is notorious for that shit. Oh, without a doubt. Jesus. Um, but yeah, no, so... Thing. It, so he's actually training, and I'll give him that. He's actually trying to train his ass off to... Which, good for him. I'm, I'm at least glad he's right. actually, you know, gonna give some effort towards this. But... So he says he has a lot of respect for Adam Cole and this business, but getting to do this is an, is awesome and going to be a dream come true. He said, one night when I was a little intoxicated, I bought a wrestling ring. Okay, it showed up a couple months later. I had forgotten that I bought it. I set that thing up. I have ran the ropes. I've taken a couple bumps. I've trained with a guy named Rip Rogers who trained Cena, Orton, Batista, Lesnar, you name it. 
but I have no idea what I'm doing in there. That's why the next 14 ba- days are so big. Take over 30. I have to not look like an idiot like the Saturday Night Live guys. I have to do my... Th- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus thing and not get injured put on for the NFL granted a large portion of the NFL is not going to be happy that I'm representing them but I'm going to be I'm going to do this for the punchers and kickers and I'm going to walk out undefeated like I'm Goldberg back in the day oh there's a lot to unpack on that one okay you know what I'm going to say one one oh, nice thing be- about this I I honestly hope that obviously he sounds like he's taking this seriously which I'm actually happy about yeah. I hope it's going to be a. I hope it's at least going to be a four star match. Okay, we're not going to be going on ratings here. Add a, add a four star four quality. star quality. My ass! It this match is going to be the Stephen Amell Cody Rhodes fucking match. Uh, Adam Cole's going to carry ninety. So did Cody Rhodes and fucking Barrett and fucking uh, Neville. I'm just trying. I'm just. I'm trying to grasp straws here because Adam Cole's such a good talent to be wasted in a here's, here's, spot like here's this. Here's the problem. This is this is the coming out party of the undisputed era becoming baby faces. It was such good dicks. Especially Adam Cole with so much popularity that man has. That man could that man could literally rob a grandma blind, stab her with her own hard ass cookie, and people would still go Adam Cole baby as soon as he did it, bloody hand and all. I think he honestly, I think if he punted the baby thirty yards, he'd fucking <laughs> yeah kick the baby. Don't oh no, kick he kicked the baby. baby. All right, he punted yeah, that harder no. than Stinsky kicked his. Um. <laughs> <laughs> But it wasn't his fault. But anyway, yeah, it doesn't. It's Adam Cole's one of those superstars. You don't see many of them that, whether he's face or heel, like Shawn Michaels, right? It, it doesn't matter what you do with them. The other three, yes, Adam Cole, right. and no. it's just oh god. So I don't know if you watched next to or not, Steve, but. I have able to unfortunately it's on the network. I just totally forgot I even had right. access to that, to be honest. But um So he joined commentary 
Which, by the way, the way they did commentary this week, freaking amazing. Marl Monaro is not there, but you hear his voice. Beth Phoenix is not there, but you hear her voice. Tom Phillips and Pat McAfee are both there, and you see them while the ring action is going on. But there's nowhere to be seen Maro or Beth. So they must have them watch it somewhere, like behind the scenes, like not on camera, and probably commentating in the back somewhere. Oh no, this is... This is all Morrow's and Beth's were both pre-taped. This 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 whole thing was pre-taped. Oh yeah, they could do that. So now. granted. So yeah, they probably granted the whole yeah. thing with Pat McAfee saying shit about Adam Cole within earshot. Okay. Fine. Then Adam Cole starts a brawl with Pat McAfee, and Pat's like, "You know what? I'm out. I'm not. I'm not gonna do." And then punts him right in the goddamn face. That's what I heard, and I heard that freaking that punt, looked, punt looked real. Like there was no okay when you compare them side by side between his and Randy Orton's, you see the hand slap, and you see the wrestler like. Go with the kick. Yeah, Orton's, you can see the one, the slow-mo. Yeah, sometimes when you see the slow-mo, like the side of his foot's lightly grazing mm-hmm. the guy's hair. Pat McAfee's. So Pat thought, McAfee's flat um, out. Flat out. Foot he thought face. Adam's cold head was a ball on a holder and punted that some bitch 60 yards. Adam Cole... Oh. Looked like he was out cold after that shot. And Triple H pushes him away and everything. Triple H got physical with Pat. I was like, ooh. Okay. Looks like Pat obviously being the case of not knowing how to properly do make a move look believable and still look like he took the guy's freaking head clean off. Kind of, he stiffed him because he doesn't know when he oh, he's, he fucking jaw jacked at him. That, there's no denying that shit at all. See, because that I'll give to Pat's case is probably an accident. Unlike the time that one dude almost tapped out Kurt Angle. He did that oh, shit. Oh, yeah. He got him in the Kamara lock. Oof. Yeah. And then he got the shit kicked out of him at the Rumble. That was on purpose. I'll stand yeah. up for Pat this one time. That was probably an accident. And he probably felt Here, bad. Here's the way I look at it. If if you're told to do a spot, learn how to do the spot. It looked like that was a stiff shot. Exactly. That didn't look because yeah. there was no hand slap. There was no nothing. He full out punted him like he was a football and he got out cold. Unless I'm only I just can't unless Adam Cole just legitimately told Pat just make it just do it just make it look really good and just full on because I've known some guys like on the independent circuit my dad was one of them if you're gonna do like a super kick or something full on hit me with it make it look. Like, it's the most devastating right. thing ever, especially when my dad was going against the younger talent, 
he wants to make make them go over more by making it look like this is the most devastating thing ever. Maybe that's what Adam Cole and Pat worked out. Just kind of didn't tell no, nobody. No, there's heat between. Yeah, there's some Hostility? heat between these two bastards. They they hate each other on Twitter. That it was a worked okay. It was a worked shoot from Adam Cole, easily. But right. it it was still a shoot yeah. on Adam Cole. He doesn't like Pat, and I think Pat took that to heart a little bit, and fucking full on kicked him right in the goddamn temple. And now Adam Cole's out. He could have a concussion. All because of his carelessness. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying not to... Yeah. Oh, I was full on... It was probably 50% carelessness. And the other half was... They might have talked about it, but... He probably didn't tell him to hit him that hard. Like, he probably said, hit me. But not... Right, right exactly. And it's just... It is what it is at this point, but still, it... Um, no, but also in NXT, they're doing a ladder match for the vacant NXT North American Championship by Keith Lee. Good on Keith to vacate the title when he did. Give another person a chance. Dexter Loomis is out. Um, so a fourth triple threat match will now be held. And after that match, the... The non-losers of those matches will go in singles competition with one another. And then they will both enter the end of the match. So Finn Balor has a case. Gargano has a case. I don't remember who won the last triple threat match. Um, I'm assuming so far we got two heels. So I'm sure the other two are faces. Something like that. Bronson Reed is in there. Some newcomer. Dexter Loomis was going to be in there. He was probably going to be the front runner for the title. Um, Is that the creepy looking German that's blonde the old, dude that looks like he's going to stab old, somebody? Um, oh, what the hell was his name in TNA? Um, Sam Shaw. He actually looked like the dude Dexter. From... Oh. Yeah, that's okay. the old Sam Shaw from TNA. Yeah, I but uh, he has an ankle injury, so he's out. So now they're having a fourth triple threat match to determine who would be in. Because I think it's Bronson Reed. Uh, I can't remember the one guy, the fucking tall dude who does like the arrow entrance. I can't remember his name. Must be not that important if he doesn't make an impression. Oh, uh, Damian Priest, thank Priest. you. Um, he's in it. So there's going to be a fourth one to determine the third slot, and then after that, there's going to be two singles matches to determine the last two slots. So I'm thinking it's going to be Finn in one singles match and Gargano in another singles match. So I'm thinking there's going to be those two are going to be in the match. Yeah, it's it's going to be a takeover ladder match. Sure, it's right, be and I'm okay with that. Um, on to SmackDown. A couple things noted on SmackDown here. Uh, Mandy Rose comes out with a new look after that haircutting, uh, segment last week. Holy crap. She actually looks better with a haircut, honestly. 
I seen that and I could care less <laughs> either way. I'm like, I, I, I'm with Otis in this one. She brings me ham. <laughs> she, uh, did you ever watch their, t- little off topic, did you ever watch their YouTube episode of Cooking? I have them on TikTok. Oh, do you really? Yeah, they don't post much on there anymore, but I have Otis's TikTok. It's all nice. the man Mandy's, too. Okay, and uh, Sasha and Bailey thought they pulled one over on Stephanie McMahon on Monday with the whole title match. So, Bailey or Sasha will be defending against maybe Asuka at SummerSlam for the Raw Women's title. And next week on SmackDown, Bailey will be having her number one contender determined by a triple brand ro- uh, battle royal. So a hmm. lot of different possibilities on that one. I mean, I'm I'm thinking completely off topic for this because they obviously would never introduce this character. I'm thinking of because they're just doing it for the storyline between Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. But can you imagine all of a sudden we hear instead of let him in? Let I'm okay with in? this. And we see Sister Abigail, a.k.a. the goddess mm-hmm. Alexa okay Bliss, come this. out. I feel like they're doing something with her if now. I hear... Something like Abigail. that. I wouldn't say Sister Abigail. But I would say, like, some sort of, like... I've, I'm falling for the Fiend. Not for Bray Wyatt, but for the Fiend. So... Still like a joke yeah, Quinn. There you go. That's that's a good idea. Because if you think about it, remember back a while ago, Bron, or not Bron, the fiend had a doll that looked like Alexa's jacket that she got Mandible Claude in with the fiend's mm-hmm. mask on. I do remember that. So I, I But yeah, if they do a Joker Harley Quinn thing there. That would go over so well. I think so. so. Many I really people. do. And like, like the thing still continues she, on with everyone's they, changing after they face Braun or after they face Bray. You, Finn went heel. The, yeah. Miz went heel. Uh, Brian went face. Um, what else? Cena disappeared. You know, we really couldn't see him. Um, Braun finally turned turned Most- back into the monster. Which, by the way, yeah. that was the worst camera angle in the history of history. Um, right, because we already know it was pre-taped, and that was like one of those cheesy, like mm-hmm. D-rated horror movies where you could they like, clearly shot the scene right one after the other. The one guy is back, and right. the other guy standing over. And then you have Alexa Bliss, who was a a good person, or a tweener, I guess you can say. Yeah, more than and then with Nikki being mad at her, that pushes her towards falling, quote unquote, in love with the fiend. Right. So I'm okay with this, honestly. Because we're never going to hear AJ Lee's music. I've come to terms with this, unfortunately. If we ever do, I swear to God, I'd probably have a heart attack. <laughs> but 
No, if we do, you're literally going to have to pinch me because I'm either dreaming no, or I'm I, dead. I, I understand that. But we have a better chance of letting let her in than hearing. If, yeah. if I hear light it up, I'm going to have to <laughs> check for a pulse. Um, also about lighting. So across this week, besides NXT, because that doesn't count for some reason, um... Raw and SmackDown were having lighting issues, microphone issues, this, that, and the other thing, all due to a new faction called Retribution. Um, I already have, I have already heard possible rumors for a couple of the members, and I got one so outlandish. It's well, not here's funny. the thing: it, it's it's three guys, two girls. That's that's how you can tell already. One one is going to be okay. one of African American color, um, because the way watch it be no no, no that's a man the the one who is of African American descent is going to be oh. the a, a man, um just just from like I can just from seeing the masks and everything, um I bet you one is going to be Darren Young I I really don't want to speculate on rumors or anything but we can take guesses. At who we think is who's we think is going to be it, it's retribution, so it's probably past people who have either been let go, or this last round of people who were let go. I've I've heard a couple people from NXT. Possibly. I'm okay with that. Um, one of them being Tommaso Ciampa. Interesting. But my Hail Mary pass is CM Punk's the leader. Eh. I mean, we could do that again, but I wouldn't want to see that. I think Pat Punk has passed his prime. No. I mean, oh, well, if, if he's yeah. the leader, but I heard... let him be that manager role type thing. Let, let him be the coach, the le- actual leader, right. and let the rest do itself. But yeah, I think I hear like Tommaso could be one of them. That Dominic dodged a COVID no, or whatever. No, Dominic is not in there. He's I one of them. Is, it he's way too tall. Too you'd, tall. you'd spot him a mile away. But one of them I heard could be Champa. But as referring to the African American gentleman, I'm trying to think. Shel- how like is Shelton? No, Shelton's already enough? in a stable. Shelton's in um, what they call the, we'll get to that in a second, the Hurt Business, him, MVP, and Bobby Lashley. Oh, that's what they call themselves, not Nation of Domination. MVP went on record saying that he doesn't want to rehash something that, you know, worked for its time. This isn't, it's not that. It's, we are, yes, we are three gentlemen of color, but we are just three gentlemen who want to kick ass. Okay, so there goes any of those guesses. Um, I don't know. I, I, as for the females go, that could mm-hmm. be a lot of people. And that's why I'm leaving that to... I, I can't even take a guess. That could be so mm-hmm. many and the people. And pro- the, the one problem I have with this angle <laughs> is that it is bringing something from real life into wrestling where I watch wrestling to escape real life. It is bringing in the Antifa bullshit from the real world into wrestling. And I just want to forget about all this shit that's going on in the world. And now, boom. Way to go. It's right there. But 
you could tell when they're running out of their own stupid ideas. Let's take something from the real world and throw it in our crap. Let's see what yeah, happens. We're talking about it, the wrong definition of talking about it. Right. And it it is what it is, but we'll find out who they are within due time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'll leave it at that. Um, yeah. I'm guessing by Survivor maybe. Series. If WWE does long-term booking. Um... <laughs> And that's long for them, yeah. by the way. Four yeah. months. That's that's a long time for them. And then we're going to finish it up on Raw. Uh, Raw had some interesting... It had a debut of uh, the Retribution group throwing Molotov cocktails at a generator, trying to set it on fire. Okay, so that was causing all the light problems. Cool. Um... And they debuted with Shane McMahon, Raw Underground. I seen that and I immediately went nope and watched a good movie called Fight Club. Yeah, that's what I thought about it too. I was like, Fight Club? Really? Like, this is what we're doing? And then you bring the Viking Raiders down on a lower aspect? I was like, how about now, you crazy Dutch bastard? And went click. Because I started watching it on YouTube. I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch some guy open up Pokemon cards now. And Bye. think about that, WWE. You just you lost a fan to go watch open Pokemon cards. Think about that. Let that settle in. That's how you're losing your fans. But he did po- but he did pull a first edition foil Japanese Hollow Charizard. What year? Ooh, Base set. nice. In Japanese. So there is that. But yeah, um, my take on Raw Underground. It's Shane McMahon's vision that he's had for twenty years. Finally, let him have it because at this point, let's throw everything at the wall, see what sticks. Right, and it's like, great, yeah, you obviously got drunk, watched Fight Club, and wanted to do one for realsies. When back then, it would have been more believable than now. Yeah, I can agree with that. It's it's a hard style to keep going, to keep everything stiff and everything, but mm-hmm. at the end, the Hurt Business, which, by the way, love that name, uh, MVP Bobby Lashley and so do uh, I. Shelton Benjamin just start Shelton kicking Benjamin. ass. Like, kick everybody's ass. It was amazing to watch that just go unfold and watch everybody squirm. It was awesome. Nice. So, yeah, that was... That's where, that's where our thoughts and opinions on everything going on in WWE. Now... We're going to switch gears. <laughs> Can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. 
First, we're going to hear the ad break from Anchor.fm. Thank you again, Anchor, for being our sponsor. Um, hopefully, you never pull the sponsorship Thank after you. this. Uh, <laughs> we're going to hear the reimagining of the Billy and Chuck storyline from 2002 in the image of the Dudley boys. And Spike Dudley is this- is because the only reason this is happening is because Steve won the picks for the predictions of Extreme Rules a few weeks back, and I told him he the winner got to pick whatever topic or any storyline that you wanted to do, and we would talk about it and go from there. I tried to think of the most uncomfortable, oddest thing I could humanly possibly do, and I was like, the Dudley boys are getting married. I can top it with a different storyline, but I... Oh, I want to I'll know tell you off air. Um, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Okay. But, yeah, so. Anchor.fm, then the Dudley boys getting married. Possibly. Maybe. All depends on how we book it. Or imagine it. We'll, we'll, we're reimagining. We're redoing the storyline we're not booking it we're we're just going to ah, what's the word I'm looking... yeah we're going we're going to change direction is what we're going to do we're not going to book it um so here is our sponsor god don't leave today's podcast is sponsored by anchor if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast first of all it's free who doesn't want to who doesn't want to do stuff for free the creation tools uh, that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. How simple is that? Can't do anything better than that. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That means you can have zero listeners and still be able to try to make money. That is so cool. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now, back to the podcast. Give us anchor.fm. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the probably the final ad read you'll ever hear from anchor.fm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know how badly I don't want to do this, but it, it it's pretty up there. Yeah, I didn't That's think okay. this one through. So, a little background. If I do remember correctly, I don't think this went into 2000... I'm going yeah, you probably help. are. You... <laughs> I don't think this went into 2003. I think this stayed in the year of 2002. It was just 2003. They put... It did. The research, I... Okay. Because... So, yeah. they put Billy and Chuck together as a team. Then they started doing gay innuendos, which, funny. Okay, that's great. Um, won the tag team championships several times, had the honor of losing them to Edge and Hulk Hogan on July 4th on an episode of SmackDown, and then getting them back, I think, like two weeks later, or three weeks later. It was, it wasn't long. Um, I knew it wasn't going to be. Interesting fact, that title win for Hulk Hogan finally made him, uh... 
a tag team champion. That was the first time he won. I think that's the first and only time he's won the tag team championships with a partner. Doesn't surprise me because Hulk Hogan's a selfish bastard. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, so... That all went down. Then they had a storyline with Rico, or with, uh, yeah, they, they brought in Rico as their con- their image consultant, which, okay, all the more power to them. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love Rico. He-, he was a great superstar in OVW. He could wrestle. Once they brought him up on the main stage, he was useless. And I hate to say that. We see a lot of that nowadays. So, SummerSlam comes around. It's Billy and Chuck versus Three Minute Warning for brand supremacy, I think? I can't remember that much. Uh, I can't, it was either for that or... I think they were making new tag titles or this. Well, I don't know. It was for I think it was for brand supremacy because it was a, it, there was an ongoing thing. Excuse me. There was an ongoing thing during this. This was just after the brand split happened. So. It, oh, so yeah, they were doing a yeah, lot of that. They were doing a whole bunch then. of brand supremacy, like who's better, SmackDown or Raw? And it was between Eric and Stephanie because they were always co-hosting the GM room backstage. Um. Yeah. Then they went to Unforgiven, where it was, if Bischoff lost, I don't remember the rules exactly, but if Bischoff lost, he had to do something, and if Stephanie lost, she had to be put into a three-way lesbian angle with two hot lesbians, I guess. I would have been okay with that in so many ways, but otherwise... Using the word hot, though, was... Very loosely back then. They weren't that good looking in my opinion. And then... And I I could be jumping around here. I don't exactly remember when the wedding was. It was either in... It was either between... It was between August and October is what I remember. Yeah, that's what I vaguely remember. Because I couldn't find honestly much detail on the whole thing. Because, so, the whole thing is, is that Billy and Chuck were going to have a partnership ceremony. Not get married, have a partnership ceremony in front of a live crowd on SmackDown. And it was heavily sponsored by a LBGQ, uh, not a community, it was like a charity or an organization or something. And then come to find out, yeah. Billy and Chuck aren't gay at all. Shocker. Shocking. And then it comes to find out that the priest was Eric Bischoff. Three minute warning, storm the ring, and Rico helps them destroy Stephanie McMahon. And then from there yep. on, Rico was the manager of Three Minute Warning. Yep. And thus ended Billy and Chuck's tag team coalition, yeah. pretty much. 
Now, Steve wants to do this, but in the role of Rico is Spike Dudley. In the role of Billy, I'm going to take a guess and say Bubba Ray. Okay. Of course. And in the role of Chuck is Devon. I hope they never listen to this or else I'm so good. Take it away, Steve. This is your idea. Oh, I thought you were going to help me with some of this because uh, you're the more good setup person. Um, well, we're going to start... What did you say was like the They just first became a tag team. It, it, I don't match. I don't remember what their like whole thing was. I don't know how they became a tag team. These are you I um so we'll just say, you know, they uh it was just, you know, they were regular tag team tournament nonsense going on because I think it was before Teddy right. Long, but Teddy Long would have been proud of this night. Because it was all tag tournaments. Um they were. They got all the way to the finals of it, and they ended up winning. I forget who they were going against at the time, but at the end, you know, Bubba grabs the uh, microphone, and you know he's talking. You know, they're happy that they won. Blah blah blah. Looks at Devon and does the whole, you know, shove for the um, table or whatnot. But instead of saying "get the table," he's like get the box. So Devon goes under the he's confused at this point. Goes underneath the ring, grabs the box and opens it. As he opens it, Bubba's on one knee asking him to be his partner. So that starts going. That that happens. Um, I don't know how I'm doing with this so far. This is obviously my first time doing <laughs> You're this. Good. Um, and then you know Spike Dudley's confused, but he's into the whole planning everything nonsense. So this goes on for a couple months. I'm not going to take it as long as the actual one because I don't got I'm that much imaginative. Um, this goes on for a bit up until about. SummerSlam or whatever, you know, they're they're going to win the tag titles that night. Or they were... Um, no, they just lost the tag titles. Sorry, my bad. So, they're a bit upset, but they reconcile. So, like, the next night on Raw, let's have the ceremony. You know, like how... I think it happened on Raw, or was it SmackDown? It was on SmackDown, but at the time, the Dudley Boys are on... Well, they're on two different shows. So you have to make it... Yeah, so it you have to make either. it so that they don't split A and B. I just when I looked it up, they were on both sides. They, at the time, they both said SmackDown. Okay, so SmackDown. Who, yeah. Billy and Chuck, or the Dudley Boys? Uh, the Dudley boys were the split. Bubba was on Raw and Spike was on Raw and Devon was on SmackDown doing his Reverend Devon gimmick. Oh, crap. But I, I wonder what the heck. Because I, I looked at 2002. Yeah, this was the... This was the... Right after the draft. 
Oh, so I must not looked at an updated after the draft. Oh, crap, and it's totally ruined Oh, no, you're good. Now. Just make it so that they're on the, they just don't split. So do it on Raw. Right. Right. So they do it on Raw to avoid, you know, don't want to split up yeah. the couple. <laughs> or what everybody thinks is the couple. So, that, you know, they go through the whole ceremony. It gets interrupted on Raw, as most of them do. So they try it again on SmackDown. Because they believe they got more friends there, whatever. Um, it goes off without a hitch on SmackDown up until there's about three minutes left in the segment. Oh boy. We're still going to keep it Eric Bischoff as the pastor. But, oh, you sound far away now. Oh, sorry, I'm not, I wasn't, I was just wasn't in front of my mic. <laughs> Oh, but, you know, and then, like, right before the I do's, I mean, they get to look like, are we really going to do this? Kind of like what Billy and Chuck did. The pastor says, oh, in about three minutes, you're going to, did I just say three minutes? And then that's when um, three-minute warning comes out and then this basically ruins the whole thing and we basically kind of never went back to it at this point. Um, I really didn't have much beyond that that I could think of. Okay, so much let, let, let me help, I guess. Um, no, 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 you're I'm good. I'm sorry. <laughs> so okay, We'll start off with the draft. We'll start from the draft, which was in March. The wedding angle happened in September. Yeah. So, uh, March draft happens. They don't split. The, they don't split any of the Dudley boys. Okay. Um. They'll stay on Raw while Billy and Chuck go on SmackDown. They'll let Billy and Chuck be a badass team, and they're, we're going to start switching up um, Bubba Ray and Devon as quote-unquote lovers, which, okay. Twitch. So we have April, May, June, July, August, September. Fuck, we have six months that we have to go through. Um, first two months, easy. We just slowly build that they're, you know, doing sexual innuendos to one another. Um. Right. Uh, so that takes care of April and May. June would be King of the Ring. 2002 King of the Ring winner was Brock Lesnar. So you let him destroy Bubba Ray Dudley in the quarterfinals. And as Devon looks on, like with tears in his eye and everybody's like, oh, that's his brother. And you don't want to see him get hurt. And then you hear the record scratch and you see Devon kiss Bubba. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. They were just using yeah, they, were, they were saying they were brothers because they're butt brothers. Brothers. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. 
I slowly feel like I'm going to You hell. and me both. Um, I'm going to be the one shoving pineapples up Hitler's ass. Um. Uh, yeah. So, with that in mind. Oh, so much ass reference in this one. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no it, it, it gets worse, people. It really does. So, by SummerSlam, we will, we will have them, like, they will show love and affection towards one another. And Spike finally speaks up and goes, before, like, like the week before SummerSlam, why don't you two just finally get married, you know? Why don't you two finally have a, a partnership ceremony or a commitment ceremony? To one another. You you guys already outed yourself at King of the Ring, so why don't you, you know, just finally tie the knot? Yeah. And Bubba and Devon look at each other yeah. and go, Spike, that's a great idea. You can set it up. And Spike's dumbfounded, like, what? I didn't I didn't want to be part of this at all. And well, you're now dug <laughs> dick deep in it. No pun intended. <laughs> so now they're really starting to play up on it. At SummerSlam, you hear, instead of Bubba going to Devon, Devon, get the tables. It's Devon, pull my wood. That, that means two <laughs> things. More than two things, really. Um,. So then you see Diva, and no one is reacting to this whatsoever. They are just like, they're either booing them because they're now gay. And at the time, that was probably like the heelish thing to do, I guess, in WWE. At the time, it's 2002, people. We just had a year after the World Trade Centers. People are starting to come out of the closet and the woodwork. No one's really having a good year. Eh. No. So, right. now they're heels being gay. And whatever. So, after SummerSlam, the night after SummerSlam at, on Raw, Spike goes, Okay, I did all the planning, and you guys will be married in September on an episode of Raw. And they go, awesome. We can't wait. Who's all part of the wedding? Or who's all part of the ceremony, I should say. And this is when you can bring in some old Dudley boy family. Big, yeah. Oh, like Big Dick Dudley. Exactly. Like bring in the old ECW crew. Bring in Paul Heyman. Oh, he probably still can't pay for their <laughs> paycheck. Um, right. Some of you guys will get that. And, you know, bring in Paul Hammond, bring in the Dudley family. That's what you do. So now... Um... Sandman shows up out of nowhere <laughs> and just free moves. 
So here's here's what we're gonna do differently about what they did with Billy and Chuck. Do not, and I repeat, we will not have help with mainstream media coverage by securing Glad's assistance under false pretenses. And Glad was the organization that I was talking about earlier that were an LBGQ community organization that helps with a whole bunch of mainstream media press, period. Right. Um... This one's sponsored by Jerry oh, Springer. Again, Anchor.fm, please don't lose the sponsorship. I promise you this will be funny. Um, Trust me, it's, it's going to be hilarious. People. So now, Spike's all happy with them. He's like, yeah, I've invited the family. I invited mom and dad. I've invited... And he's talking to Bubba. He's not talking to both of them. He's like talking to Bubba. Well, Devon's... I guess Devon's going to be the girl in this relationship, which, okay... Fine. He was always a supporting role. He was always the Janetti, bringing that back around. And so he, it is what it is. Now, I don't know why I want to do this, but I really want to do this this way. Instead of having Bischoff come in as the priest. Have Stephanie come in as the priest. Okay. And now, Spike is really happy. He's happy for both of them, waiting for this to be done and over with. And I'm going to preference this really hard. The invasion storyline sucked. Majorly. But I'm going to do something again, but in a different way. Bubba and Devon, right as they are about to say I do, go, What the And yep. beat on Eric Bischoff. Because he's there as a supportive, you know, figurehead of the WWE, of the marriage. <laughs> they get right. their licks in. The Dudley family gets their licks in. And Spike is just so confused. He's like, what is going on here? So, Paul Heyman helps undress Stephanie. Okay, let me rephrase that. Paul Heyman helps... <laughs> Stephanie, take her costume off. There we go. That sounds a whole less great device. Thank you. And she goes, Hey, Eric. I still own ECW. And we're going to take this to the next level. The level... Of extreme. So now you have a whole ECW faction on Raw, uh, front lined by Stephanie McMahon and Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is now the manager of the ECW group, or the Dudley group, 
instead of Brock Lesnar, which, sorry, Brock, you can go survive another day. Um, Actually, no, I take that back. We'll have Brock Lesnar come in as the muscle. Yeah. Still let him let him be the front man of the group and get his championship win and everything, which is fine by me. Because somebody needs to win against The Rock. We find out later he's yeah, a Dudley. We find out later that Daddy Dudley fucked someone in Wisconsin for a cow or a Minnesota and near, came near out broad. For some cheese. Whatever. Either that or he just masturbated yeah. on a steak, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, <laughs> I like option two. And, uh, yeah, so. We did the whole thing as a. Haha, you thought we were gonna do something and we fooled you. Type of situation. Basically, false. False sense of security mm-hmm. angle. So, you made the Dudleys make an ass out of themselves. Which they've done countless of times in ECW and in WWE. So, yeah. what's one more going to hurt? Right. So, at the next pay-per-view, which would have been No Mercy, Eric gets revenge on the Dudley boys by bringing back an old team from their past. And who was on what show at the time? Or can I bring back somebody else just differently? Edge and Christian were on SmackDown. Edge was on SmackDown, Christian was on Raw. Oh, actually, wouldn't have. And I want to keep those separate. What if... Well, I mean, we can... uh, We don't want to do ECW against ECW. Well, we could. We could be like, I paid these guys a bunch of money to kick your ass. Uh, if that's the case, then we can go, um, forget what his partner's name was, but we can go really old school and get Rob Van Dam and Sabu. There you go. This way, well, yeah, Rob Van Dam was already in the company on Raw, so, yeah, that will work, so bring in... And Sabu really hasn't been brought around much at this point yet. He was not on NWA at the time. So, he wasn't on that until 2003, so that'll work. Bring Sabu in for a big money contract. Let him, you know, get his licks in on every type of championship he can. Like, Hardcore Championship was still around at the time, so that'll work. Yeah. But yeah, it can be those two, because I think those two have had matches before. I think I've seen a couple Yeah, they were good matches. So that, that'll bring some interesting fireworks. And the rules were if the Dudleys lose, they go to SmackDown with Stephanie. And if they win, Eric Bischoff can't fire them off a of Raw for a year. Like, give it that type of stipulation. Okay. And then, that's it, you know, let them win, keep them on Raw, and they'll, you know, Spike will assume Stephanie's role and say, look, Stephanie, you need to go focus on SmackDown. Keep SmackDown the show that it needs to be. She's like, she's still a babyface through all this, technically, 
because everybody loves ECW yeah. and everybody loves Paul Heyman. So she could still technically be a babyface through this. So they'll just quietly take her off of Raw and SmackDown and just put her on SmackDown. Yeah. So if that's the case, uh, Spike will assume Stephanie's role with Paul Heyman and be like, "Okay, guys, we got this. We're gonna we're gonna wreck Bischoff's shit, and then have him turn heel on the Dudley Boys, like make them lose a match or something, and then have him align himself with Bischoff as his new stooge, like in a like a super right, tie like and everything." Him. Like, like have him lose a shot at the tag. Yeah, there you go. Them. And then you switch him back, baby face again, like full baby face. And now Spike's a dominant heel with Eric Bischoff. Everyone wins. Yeah. Soon enough, the Dudley Boys family will split up and do their own thing, or all get fired from WWE. Paul Heyman goes back with Brock Lesnar. Yada yada yada, so on so forth. This, that, and the other thing. So, yeah, that's how we would do the Dudley Boys is gay. Yeah. That's how, that's how I'm going to take it and just win with it. Um, I did look up, though. Their last match, Billy and Chucks, was for the newly created, like, the they lost a first-round tournament match uh, for the newly created WWE Tag Team Championships on SmackDown. They lost to Ron Simmons and Reverend Devon. Oh, this just makes it even creepier. And the reason they got split up afterwards is because Gunn received a a shoulder, Jesus Christ, say that five times fast, a shoulder injury during the match and was taken off television. The team quietly separated with Chuck going into singles and Billy returned with his Mr. Ass gimmick. Even though he didn't go in the singles, Chuck didn't. Chuck Palumbo went and became part of the FBI with Bull Buchanan and Nunzio. Nunzio. And then don't forget that whole biker gimmick. Vito, Chuck Palumbo, and Nunzio. Yeah. But whatever. Not my business. Yeah, this is it is what it is, I guess. It it was one of the one of the weirdest storylines I've ever tried to redo. Yeah, that's why it's like I kind of had the Cliff Notes version of it because I couldn't find much on it and what I ba- basically found was wasn't much. Yeah, same here. They primarily feuded with the APA. So that's yeah, that's why I had such a hard time coming up with more than what I had. Yeah, this is weird. But, okay. So, with that, the show is ending. And before we end, um, F. Mary Kill. Since this was your storyline, Steve, I'll let you pick. Spike, Bubba, or Devon? You fat bastard. Um, <laughs> you knew this had to be coming, dude. Come on. Hmm. I'd marry Devon because he has a thing against masturbation. Um, 
obviously kills Spike. He he's useless to me. Yeah, and I'd give Bubba one good fucking. <laughs> I mean, he he'd probably make me his bitch, but I'd I'd give him a fucking whirl. I'll give him a round. Yeah, I can agree with that. So, uh, before we go, though, uh, a couple of announcements at the end of the show. Uh, the podcast will be moving to Tuesdays at 12.01 a.m. Uh, due to the fact that we will be covering now uh, the week of to the podcast. So, we'll be covering tomorrow night's Raw. This is recorded on a Sunday, so we'll be covering tomorrow night's Raw, uh, Wednesday's NXT, and Friday's SmackDown on the next podcast next Sunday. So that's why it will be up Tuesday. So everything will be a little bit uh, behind. Well, the NXT and the SmackDown won't, but the Raw will. The Raw will be behind, but so be it. What are you going to do? Right. But for me, uh, that means that the YouTube podcast will be going up on Wednesday mornings. A week behind. Yeah, they will go on Wednesday mornings, a week behind what the current podcast is at now. And keep on listening, you know, just keep on listening. And we have some new fans out in Ireland. Uh, Thank you for listening out that way. That is so awesome. You have no idea how much that makes Uh, me happy. Mostly in Dublin, actually. It's mostly in Dublin. Yeah. Really? We should do something cool about Finn Balor one of these days, then. Or Finley. Or Seamus. Or... Well... Yeah. Finley's a Scotsman. No, he's not a Scotsman. I take that back. That's Drew McIntyre. Finley is... Irish. So, yeah, Ireland. Yeah, that makes sense. That's cool that we got some fans Yeah, 11% of our audience is in Ireland. That is actually awesome. I do. I love Ireland. <laughs> yeah, I always too. wanted to visit there. But uh, for Steve, this is me signing off on the podcast. This is us just being real. We report the real. We try to rebook the real. Sometimes it's not as good, but we hope it's funny. It's just two yeah, guys just being two, silly. Two fans making a podcast for fans. So you guys have Pretty a much. good night and enjoy the podcast. Share with friends. Keep it going. We love you. Talk to you later.